It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder NBA Draft Profile and Projection Series continues today as we talk about A.J. Griffin, who has everything that it takes to be a top-four pick in the draft, but one thing is holding him back. Can the Thunder and other teams overlook that as we get closer and closer to the combine and to the NBA draft itself? Find out on today's show on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Our Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Email the show, Pod at gmail.com. On today's show, we have another 2022 NBA Draft profile and projection giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect is A.J. Griffin. But thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. That way you never miss an episode. Again, I'm Rylan Styles, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. So let's dive into AJ Griffin. One of the more interesting profiles we're going to do this year because AJ Griffin is a mystery. He has top five, four talent in this draft, but there are some hurdles to climb to get there. AJ Griffin's a 6'6 guard, 222 pounds, a seven foot wingspan, likely going to play in the perimeter, of course, in his career in the NBA, but that seven foot wingspan makes him pretty versatile at 18 years old out of Duke University, just an elite score, but he's dealing with injury concerns for the last two years which is what's causing him to fall and get pushed down of uh, NBA draft boards. But he's an incredible scorer. 
That's the first strength of his game that you really have to acknowledge and the strength of his game that you cannot put aside. He has an incredible ability to score the basketball from fooling defenses with his speed, his change of gear, change of direction, just playing at a different pace than the other team, uh, whether he needs to be sped up or whether he needs to slow down, he can do it all in terms of changing the way he plays the game to maximize his offensive flow. That's great for what the Thunder like to do offensively and, of course, great for him as an individual score. Also, fantastic moves, hesitation dribbles, up fakes, step backs, crossovers. He has plus-plus ball handling as a player offensively with an elite mid-range game. That mid-range game made elite by the defense's heightened need to close out on him. Because not only can he get to the rim with his change of direction, his hesitation moves, and just his ability to play at a different pace, but he can get at the rim because defenses have to swarm him at the three-point line where he shoots 48% from three. And so if defenses are closing out on you and attacking you and running you off the line, and you have a plus ability as a ball handler, it's easy to throw in a shot fake, make him fly by you, and you just get to the rim or get to the mid-range where he thrives as a jump shooter around the elbow, free throw line extended, just all those areas in the mid-range, he thrives shooting there as well as, of course, three-pointers. A very good shooting stroke, shooting 74% from uh, the free throw line. And because of his strengths, it leads to other strengths. So his offensive game is already starting to build on itself even at just 18 years old and even playing against the upper echelon of college basketball in the ACC and for Duke. But it's not just his three-point shooting. It's not just his mid-range scoring. It's not just his ball handling that can get him to the rim and score at the rim as well. But he's an amazing cutter. He's very creative at how to get to the rim, both with the ball in his hands, but also without the ball in his hands. He can cut back door, baseline. He can cut down the center of the lane. He can find ways to the rim at any time. And of course, because of his elite shooting ability, you can curl him off screens, both at the elbow, both in the corner with pin downs. You can do everything you want to do with him as an offensive weapon. And most importantly, while he's not going to be somebody who leads your team and assists anytime soon, because of all these different facts, right? Because he can score at the rim, mid-range and three at all three levels and do that effectively. His passing ability makes him even better because the ball does not stick to him. It's not like whenever you give the ball to A.J. Griffin, you've got to wait five seconds for him to give the ball back to you or for him to make the next move. You pass him the ball, defenses have to react. Because if you don't move to A.J. Griffin and don't close out on him, he's going to shoot 48% from three. And I don't know if you've heard, but three-pointers are very valuable in the modern NBA, just as a aside and a tidbit for you. So if defenses don't move, you pass him to a wide open three. Does it sound like Josh Giddy can get him involved on the perimeter? Absolutely. Now, when the defense rotates to him, they have to rotate hard to him to stop that three. He can then go to the rim. But if the defense rotates hard and he gets that initial flyby, and then another guy rotates over there, well, now he's absorbed two defenders. And guess what, folks? Somebody else is open if two are going to him uh, or have just passed him because of his amazing fakes. And he's a very good passer in that scenario and a decision maker in that scenario where you're getting one or two guys rotating over to you and that leaves one of your teammates open. 
while he's not going to blow you away with his passing ability, while he's not going to create for others on that pass in terms of just making something happen the way Josh Giddy can, the ball doesn't stick to him to where he can make the right decision if the defense is hounding him to get the open man on the floor. So I like his passing ability. I like his offensive game. And I think that what completes his game is the fact that he has a seven-foot wingspan, which makes him an elite have an elite defensive profile with his sturdy 222-pound frame and, within reason, can defend one through four, which is going to be very, very important for the team the Thunder are trying to build. If you like SGA here long-term, if you like Josh Giddy here long-term, if you like Lou Dort here long-term, those are three guys that play very unique and all classified as guards. Various in, you know, in varying you know, sizes. To play defense with those three guys on the floor, you have to play a team style of defense and a versatile style of defense. Having a guy with a seven foot profile in terms of his wingspan and a 222 pound frame that can guard one through four will be incredibly versatile for a team that's going to have to switch and rotate and do team concepts to thrive offense, you know, to thrive defensively. So that upside as a modern NBA defender is one that you want to pay attention to when you're talking about A.J. Griffin. Now let's talk about the weaknesses. Because that was a laundry list of credit and strengths of his game. But there are, of course, some drawbacks. Because his strengths make him sound like he's going to be you know, a top three player in the draft, but the big boards don't suggest that. The main reason is he's been dealing with a knee and ankle injury for the last two years. When you're 18 years old and you have lingering injuries, not a great sign, right? Because typically when you're younger, your body you know, recovers faster and uh, you're less prone to injuries. But knee and ankle for an explosive athlete that plays an explosive sport that involves cutting and dribbling and changing direction uh, a ton to score the basketball and leaping at the rim, it's not great to have knee and ankle injuries. However, I think whoever drafts him will, of course, have cleared him medically. Because at the combine, they'll get to talk to him and bring in their doctors and uh, exchange medical information with his agent, and they'll find ways to clear him medically. So the knee and ankle injuries to me are a quote-unquote weakness, more so their context. Context to why he might not go, of course, in the top four the way that you would expect, just based on watching him if it was a blind resume test. The real weaknesses in his game is that at times he looks completely lost defensively, even at the college level. But I just call him being raw defensively. I think a lot of times we get very comfortable saying a guy's raw offensively and has upside offensively and don't return the favor defensively. A.J. Griffin's extremely engaged. He's extremely dedicated to the defensive end. He just doesn't really know exactly how to take those right assignments and, and what his assignment should be on certain plays where the ball swings around in a certain way around the perimeter. He doesn't have that natural, you know, kind of feel of the game defensively. You know who's a really good defensive coach? I mean, a really good teacher of defense? Oh, I don't know. Mark and also Cam Woods, who everyone raves about on this Thunder coaching staff as a defensive mastermind. Yeah, you think a couple... I think a couple nights in the woods, so to say, with Cam Woods is not going to do a, a world of good for A.J. Griffin. You'd be wrong. A.J. Griffin would, would be a much better defender with the Thunder than anywhere else. 
I think that the defense to me, because of his frame, because of his work ethic, because of his, his lengthiness and the wingspan is not that much of a concern, even though on film looks bad at Duke. Of course, I don't love him as a primary playmaker. So if you're going to go into this drafting him for another team as a primary playmaker, I wouldn't love it. But for the Thunder, he's not even close to a primary playmaker with the ball in his hands and a facilitator with the ball in his hands for others. So that's not a concern for a team like the Thunder. And the last thing is, I don't love his jump shot, but it works. And I don't buy into this notion that he'll magically get blocked more or it'll magically be easier to contest his shot at the NBA level than it was in college because I watched Sean Marion bury threes for his entire career. So I really like A.J. Griffin. And I think A.J. Griffin has a chance here to move up the combine, move up the boards fast as we get to the combine and, and do get to exchange those medical details with agents and teams and they start to feel more comfortable with his medical history. Because coming up, I'm going to show you some stats that are really going to make you drop your jaw and go out and try to buy a customized Griffin jersey uh, in Thunder colors. But first, I want to say right now, what are good friends over at Built Bar? Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Great choice for you. It's healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious foods for the healthy choice because guess what, folks? Built Bar is both. It's healthy for you and delicious. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And my personal favorite part about Built Bar is that oftentimes when you make the healthier option, the healthier choice, you're sacrificing flavor. You're sacrificing variety. It it oftentimes is repetition whenever you're eating healthier. You're eating the same thing because it's this, this thing that you know is good for you. At Built Bar, they have so many flavors that you can always keep it fresh and always change it up to where you never get tired or bored of doing the right thing. For example, they have peanut, they have a peanut butter brownie, they have banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, uh, just straight up peanut butter, cookies and cream, white chocolate cookies and cream. They have cherry barcia. They have so many flavors and having more come out every single day at Built.com pretty much. So check out them daily, weekly, especially monthly at Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Built.com, LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Make sure for your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board Show. Folks, Locked On NBA Big Board is hosted by Raphael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies and author of NBA Big Board Newsletter. He's joined by Mavs Draft Richard Stamen, who we're also joined by weekly uh, over there at NBA Big Board. So go give him a huge shout out. Uh, and it's going to be an in-depth look on the NBA Draft, including player rankings, big boards, and mock drafts. It's just set for the NBA Draft, which is, of course, a very important Oklahoma City it's free and available wherever you get your podcast from. Go check them out today uh, as well. Continuing on with this A.J. Griffin profile, you look at this 
AJ Griffin offensive weapon. And you go to good old Synergy, which is an advanced stat website that, goodness gracious, calculates and quantifies everything. I use it for uh, our game notes at the Division II level for the university I work at. And it's just unbelievable, the kind of stuff that, that, that they can break down for you and kind of use it to uh, see if your eye test matches up with um, the stats, right? If the stats back up what you're seeing on the floor. I use it to prep for broadcast, use it to prep for the NBA draft, and of course, like I said, the game those as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a very important tool, in my opinion, and it does a really good job. And from watching players you know, every second of their careers and seeing how Synergy grades them, it's pretty one-to-one in terms of the eye test. So I really trust what Synergy does. So Synergy grades out A.J. Griffin as an excellent overall offensive player. They say offensively, just as an overall offensive entity in the, in the college basketball world, A.J. Griffin is in the 98th percentile. He produces 1.176 points per possession. That's pretty good. In fact, that's great. In fact, that's excellent. In the half-court setting, so it's not just out in transition. It's not just uh, you know kind of being more athletic than his college peers. In the half-court setting, when things get bottled down, there's less spacing in the, in the college game than, than any other level. It's a mess in the half-court set. But through that mess, A.J. Griffin still ranks in the 99th percentile, averaging 1.2 points per possession, shooting 50% from the floor in the half-court. Because of that lack of spacing, because of the jumbled mess that college offenses are, oftentimes the shot clock will go down to four. And in those scenarios, Griffin is in the 98th percentile. With a shot clock less than four, he puts up a point point three points per possession, shooting 46% from the floor. All very good. But that's just scratching the surface on how good he grades out via synergy. One of the more important notes is how great Mark is off, you know, offensively out of timeouts. And you saw Mark use Josh Giddy as an inbounder, and Josh Giddy creates plays. The play is drawn up, and he has a ton of options. And of those options, Josh Giddy can pick the right one and create the opening, like he did many times, of course, at the buzzer for Kenny Hustle, most notably, of course, in that Dallas game. Out of timeouts, A.J. Griffin ranks in the 97th percentile, averaging 1.2 points per possession. That's pretty good. Another key factor that goes in the NBA Oftentimes, you're going to see man defense instead of zone defense. But against man defense, Griffin posts in the 99th percentile. Against zone, it dipped down to 74 percentile. But still, he was over a point per possession in each category. And folks, if you're wondering about points per possession, anything over one is incredible. Even 0.9 would be incredible, and even 0.8 would be very good. But anything over one, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. And so I want to just now read off the grades that you can see. Spot up. AJ Griffin's excellent. Off screens. AJ Griffin grades out as excellent. As a cutter, AJ Griffin grades out as excellent in the 99th percentile. Isolation grades out as excellent. Around the basket, non-post-up attempts, just as just around the rim. Excellent. 86th percentile, 1.3 points per possession. On the catch and shoot, very important for a player and A.J. Griffin who will not have the ball in his hands a ton in Oklahoma City. Excellent, 45%. A.J. Griffin is really lining up to be a very solid choice for the Thunder if they go this route and don't get the lottery luck that they desire. 
because Synergy grades on a scale of poor to below average, average, above average, uh, good, very good, excellent. Excellence is the highest watermark you can get, and he excels in a ton of categories. But the big hurdle for him will, of course, be in a couple of weeks at the NBA Draft Combine because his private workouts have to, have to go well, his private workouts and private interviews have to go well as you start to see the medical information swapped. And to me, if you hear nothing about the medicals, that's good. If you hear the medicals are good, that's good. To me, the only bad thing you can hear about the medicals is if he's exchanging them with nobody. If he's exchanging the medicals with nobody, that's bad. Now, sometimes, be prepared. Here's the distinction. Sometimes players will not exchange with a specific team. For example, I might give my medical information to the Thunder, but I'm not going to give it to the Hawks because I want to go to the Thunder and not the Hawks. That's kind of their lone leverage play in a system in which you can get drafted by anybody. As long as A.J. Griffin gives his medical history to somebody, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. If he either has a bad medical report or has the report out there that he refuses to share or work with any medical teams, then I'd be concerned. But as of right now, the only thing holding Griffin back from being a top four prospect is the medical concerns. The last two years, you've dealt with knee and ankle injuries. Because look at this draft board. Now, I just gave you all those synergy stats. I gave you my opinion on them from the strengths and the weaknesses. You're probably riding pretty high right now on A.J. Griffin. I'd hope so, at least, because I am. But now look at his availability tab, which we do every single time for all these prospects. The Ringer, who is my favorite source uh, for draft content, 11th. ESPN, 8th. The Athletic, 7th. Bleacher Report, 6th. CBS, 9 for Kyle Boone. Gary Parrish has 11. NBC, 7. DraftNet, 8. Tankathon, 6. My Big Board, 6th. Mavs Draft, Richard Stamen, who joins us every single week, 7th. That's a gap between 6 and 11. That's mainly due to the injury concerns. Because if A.J. Griffin got cleared medically... I'm not sure what the big distinction would be. In fact, I would probably lean towards Griffin over the unknown quantity of Shaden Sharp, who you guys know I love, and Jay Nivey. Now, he wouldn't crack my top three, but he can get a lot closer to four than he would be to seven. That's the best way I can put it. If the medical's clear for A.J. Griffin, he'd be a lot closer to four than he would be to seven. This would then turn into a six-player draft where I'd be very, very happy with the Thunder getting my top six, you know, anybody in my, in my top six of Jabari, Paolo, Chet, Sharp, Ivy, Griffin. It's all about the medicals. That's what separates these, these distinctions and these rankings. Let me know what you think on Andrew Griffin coming up uh, in the comment section down below and on Twitter at Styles coming up, though. We're going to talk about his ceiling, his floor, his NBA comps, and how he fits with the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's all coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and also, let's say about our good friends over at BetOnline.net. Folks, BetOnline is your number one source for all of betting info, from latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB uh, baseball, and the return of the Kentucky Derby this week. That's a lot of fun. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all of the sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Go right now to their website or even on your mobile device to BetOnline where the game starts. Let's go to BetOnline. Type that in. Go to Sportsbook. And then we go down to Basketball. Let's see about the NBA playoff lines. NBA playoff series even. So right now you could get the Mavs plus 750 if you think they're going to come back and win that series, which I would not suggest putting any money on. Philadelphia, despite not having Joel Embiid again in game three and being at home, they're only a three-point underdog. And the Mavs-Suns game is a pick right now, which who knows which game Scott Foster will go to. So if he goes to the Phoenix game, the smart money might be on the money line for the Mavs. And then on Saturday, you have the Celtics and Bucks playing, the Celtics and Bucks playing again. Celtics plus three on the road. Let's go see how they do. Uh, in that whole shebang. And so let's check out the checkout bet online constantly to see how these lines change throughout the day, but online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Roland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Roland underscore Styles. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your second listen, check out Locked on NBA, a national show from jump ball to play in through the finals to the offseason and more. Uh, Locked on NBA, five days a week, talking all about the NBA, which we all love. Now, let's continue on with AJ Griffin and talk ceiling, floor, draft comp, and more. The ceiling for AJ Griffin is a number two scoring option for a title team. In my opinion, his floor, again, Barring medicals, if we get a good report about his medicals, his floor to me is a high-priority player that will complement a title team and will be able to be a difference maker for a title team. That's his floor, a difference maker. What's that mean? You know, a one through seven rotational piece for a team that can win a title as long as his medical is clear. Could be as high, of course, as a number two scoring threat. And... Kevin O'Connor, the ringer, puts out NBA comps, and he says that A.J. Griffin is a Jalen Brown type or a three-point shooting Jimmy Butler. Both really good players if you're going to just haphazardly draft players, right? Would you love to see Jalen Brown on this team? Absolutely. Would you love to see a Jimmy Butler who can shoot threes on this team? Absolutely. To me, again, his future role, if healthy, is a two or a three in the title team. Rotational fit, starter from day one. How does he impact the roster for the Thunder? Not not really an impact, but just the standard names of guys who, as you draft players and bring in players, players have to leave. It's a one-for-one swap. So if you bring in A.J. Griffin in the draft, which, of course, you'd bring in his slotted draft pick, but it might not be A.J. Griffin, you're going to have to send out a Tao Maldon or a Ty Jerome or Darius Baisley or an Isaiah Roby. So he doesn't necessarily impact one specific player. It's just, of course, you need to create a roster spot for him. If you bring him in, uh, why the Thunder should take him is because if he passes the medicals, this is a guy that you need as a bucket getter and a score off ball to not complicate the 
SGA Josh Giddy tandem while also complimenting them instead of complicating them. Why the Thunder shouldn't take them? The health is not there, and they prioritize a guy like Ivy Sharp or whoever, Keegan Murray, whoever, higher than A.J. Griffin. But after having all the information, after listening to the entire draft profile, who would you take for the Thunder? Would you take A.J. Griffin? How do you grade A.J. Griffin now, and where is he stacking up on your big board right now before the combine? Let me know down below, and also on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Until next time, this has been Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Be good, and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.